don't believe you Cause we the people are still here in the rear Yo, we don't need you You ain't a killing off good young nigga move When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food The ramen noodle This simple voodoo is so maniacal Reliable to pull a juju The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap She don't love me, she make money, she don't study that She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that Sure. Good. Hey, so here we are. This is uh, the Here You Are Wasa podcast episode number 712, I think, you know, because we, we do it regularly like this. Nice. Congratulations to us. Yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Dino, and I'm here with my boy. And I'm Eric. All right. So uh, so where you been? Just been trying to enjoy the summer. Yeah, isn't that a thing? Took my, yeah. took my daughter to New York. You know, we've been... Kind of, it's just busy. I can't believe it's mid-September already. Right. So you know, for everybody who doesn't know Eric, you know he. I think I think of Eric as some as a New York guy, you know. And you've got family there and stuff like that. So it is really, it was it is really sort of the homeland for you. It is. Yeah. And I said that out loud when I stepped off the train and onto the sidewalk. I said it's good to be home. Yeah. It just feels. It just it's 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 astounding really how relaxed I feel being in that city with all the people and I, I don't like people. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a big fan of people and crowds and just everything that you one would think New York is. But it just makes me calm. Do you th- do feels you th- right. What I what I always like about New York and I you know I when I was. At the previous job, I went every year for 10 years for a conference for a week, and I loved it. Um, and I've been back since. I think what I really like about New York is just the my anonymity. Yep. You know, just the fact that literally nobody there knows who I am and really, for the most part, gives a shit about me unless I'm in their way. Exactly. You know, whereas, you know, we live in a small town where – not you know, not that we're famous people or anything in our small town, but you know, like we sort of are. We I was thinking about us today, actually. Apparently, we have inspired the entire city of Marshfield to build a square, much like we built. Really? Yep. Well, apparently, construction started this week on a square that, in the words of the media is very similar to what downtown Wausau looks like. Wow, that only so. it only took us 10 years to get that thing built. I'm shocked they're starting already. Right. Yeah. Do, are Maybe they going to have them that long to build it? Right. Are they going to have a glockenspiel like somebody wanted in Wausau? Probably not. They might have built one and then torn it down and then yeah. covered it with dirt like ours and then built something else up, oh, up over the top of it. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe it was an apartment building. Right. Like, you know, was announced today. Yeah, twenty-two a twenty-two million dollar apartment building. I can't. I can't. That's going to be a whole other podcast. I just I can't do it. I don't even. So if what I rem, the, if what I, the hell for? Right. If I remember right, the Dudley Building was. It's either eleven or twenty-one million dollars. It's one of the two. I think. I mean, we can go back and look, but yeah, twenty-two million bucks for an apartment building. My my family has built apartment buildings my entire life, and never gotten close to that number like that's that's 30 times more expensive i think than anything we've ever built you know and and for what i mean it's upscale apartments again 
I don't. Do we have that many upscale people in town? I don't get it. Yeah. Well. What are these people going to do? Yeah. They're going to look out of their window and look at a strip club. Is that where it's? Where is it going to be? Right across the street from Bricks. Really. Bricks ice cream on yeah, Merrill Avenue. Right. Yep. It. Uh, you know, and a lot of those houses apparently were were torn down because the land just isn't solid. So now you've got, you know, marsh swamp land. Yeah. That you're going to have to build this I, I just don't, I don't get it. What is over there? Nothing's over there. Makes no damn sense. Yeah, cuz so they're going to have college kids, a strip club, and a high school and an ice cream. An ice place. Cream. I mean, it's great that the west side is getting some action, but you know, wow. I, I just, hey, I don't even know how many units or anything. I saw the news and I'm like, well, I'm not even going to look at this. That's just horrible. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. We shouldn't just shit on it right away. But what the hell? You know, like, remember when the, remember the trolley car apartments over by, yeah. <laughs> like, those were, like, I've been in them. I was in them when they first started and they're gorgeous apartments. They I've heard they're really, nice. They really, really are. And everything I hear, they're just shitholes now. Yep. You know, just kind of cry, like it's crime central. Yep. You know, so I feel bad about that because those are, I mean, those were really nice apartments. I really, I really thought that that was going to be a beautiful building and it was going to sort of trigger the change. And that just, that neighborhood seems to, I think it just seems to fight back against change. You know, that small section of town, like between like the Pollock Inn or between the Y and Lopnose. It's. I think we could throw all the money in the world down there, and I think it would just throw all the money in the world right back at you and go, no, 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 you know? It could, but the problem is, what I think the problem is, is that the city, they spend too much, they invest too much time in creating these complexes that utilize federal or state monies in order to build what they need to build or want to build right right so that not so now they have to say okay well we have to offer this as low income low rent whatever it is for x amount of time and that's what's killing them the trolley apartments I, that, that people have been saying that since day one how attractive they were right but they had to offer them as low rent apartments for x amount of years before they could charge more because they took federal subsidies. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Right. But all of the buildings downtown have, really. Yeah. But I don't know if the condos did initially, but I know that the townhouses above, right off 3rd Street did, for, through Compass Properties. Sure. I know the property above uh, what Shepherd and Schaller, they did the same thing. You know, maybe they were just a little more decisive in the people that they right. rented to. But. I just, I, I mean, and I don't see that particular thing happening with these new places across from bricks, but it just, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a brutal sort of thing to like specifically those, the trolley car apartments to watch them just turn it to, to, to degenerate into shit is like, ah, you know, cause every now and I think again, I'm like, it would be nice to live down there. Nope, I guess not. No, I'm okay. You know, they had a lot going for them. You know, right. they had the potential of the river walk. They right. had new you know, restaurants and a lot of stuff going potential going on. And yeah, you screwed that up. Right, by... exactly. You know, so yeah. So so let's talk a little bit more about New York. So what'd you do yeah. out there? I, pretty much everything. I mean, I, there were things that I had never done, and I've been there 
many, many times. You know, I did a lot of the tourist things. We, You know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, so we had to take her to a lot of things. She had a bucket list of stuff that she wanted to see. and So we did a lot of that. Went to the uh, Statue of Liberty, which I'd never done before. And really? I've of, never done that either. What's that like? We didn't go, actually go in. We couldn't okay. get tickets to go in. It was already sold out, but we just walked around the outside. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. You know, it's neat to see her up close. Is it big? Not as big as you think it would be. Okay. But, you know, it's I mean, it's a giant statue, so it's right. Yes, it's big, but right. you think it would be bigger. The yeah. inside apparently is is interesting because they have a staircase that goes up to the crown. Okay. Where apparently you can buy tickets to go into the crown. But the aside from the staircase, all of the other structure surrounding it is plexiglass. Oh wow! So you yeah, so you walk up this staircase to the top of the statue, and you can see everything from top to bottom. Okay. Which you know would have been cool, but I'm terrified of heights, so right. I definitely wouldn't have gone. But I mean, that would have been neat to see. But yeah, as somebody who's afraid of heights, I'm just like, yeah, that sounds great and horrible all at the same time. Right. You know. No. And I know you took no, her, we did. You took Sega? her to Times Square. Yeah, what a horrible place. I mean, yes, we did. That was fun. Right. <laughs> well, it's fun to see. It's always fun to see everything through a little kid's eyes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, Times Square is just a nightmare. Wow. Just hate Times Square. But the uh, what? Who is he? The Naked Cowboy yeah. was on her bucket list, right? So she wanted to see the Naked Cowboy. I guess she's seen him on TV or wherever she thought that would be funny to see so we, we we parked and we got out on the street and walked up Times square and we're just sort of you know checking everything out and turned around and there he was like 20 feet from us so she was pretty mesmerized so we went over and got our picture or she went over and got her picture taken with him and yeah it was funny was he nice funny yeah he was very nice yeah he was uh, very professional and Took a, you know, he never, he never touched her. There were some adults that came up afterward that, you know, sort of, you know, I, I think this woman put her hand on his ass, right? Something along those lines. But, you know, with the the little kid, he was very professional. He was very nice. He, um, Gina went up to him and said that, you know, this this is my daughter. You know, you were on her bucket list of things to see when you were in New York, and he got a kick out of that. So, he took her picture and. Each of them flexed their muscles in the picture, which was pretty funny. Oh, that's cool. He gave her an autographed picture, and yeah, it was fun. Right Good. behind him were some naked women who were just covered in body paint. I'm not really sure what they were promoting, but it was all very funny because there was, you know, the naked cowboy, the naked women, um, the creatures, the critters, the right. Sesame Street characters who are relegated to their own little square. And, and literally, I mean a square, like a, a little square within a block. They can't leave that area where they get fined or arrested or whatever it is. And then right across the street is the Disney store. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, Gina took a picture of these naked women. They just had thongs on and body paint. She took a picture of them and got some families in the background that were just sort of gawking and shocked to see these. these uh, they were all red, white, and blue painted. And then in the background is the Disney store, so it was a very odd, surreal picture. Yeah, I always like I've seen the naked women in, in Times Square as well, and I and I think they charge like for 
one-on-one -on -one pictures, I imagine. But, uh, you know, I, I always got a kick out of, I get a kick out of Times Square because it's, I think it's the, the epicenter of angry New Yorkers. Like, cause it's in the heart of, it's in the heart of the city. So some New Yorkers have to pass through Times Square, unfortunately, oh, yeah. to get to work, you yep. know, and it is, it is just chuck full of, you know, seven year olds. Oh, it's, yeah, it's nothing but tourists. Right. You know, yeah. You know, and then the occasional just New Yorker screaming, get out of my way. You know, <laughs> get, I have to get a goddamn tourist. I have to go to work. Get out of my way. You yeah. know, yeah. But the Disney store is, is absolutely worth getting a second mortgage. I mean, it is just brilliant. I think it's brilliant. That in the M&M store. And then. There's a swatch store too on in Times Square. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so one year I was me and a friend from this conference, we were out in and our hotel was right around the corner from Times Square, which I didn't really think was cool, but cuz it never was quiet then. Um right. but you know, like the last day of the conference I'm like I really want to get to the swatch store, you know, cuz I want to I really want to buy a swatch, you know, just because it's a thing from my childhood. And I'm like, I, there's a specific swatch that John Stifler uh, clued me in on about a year or two ago. And I'm like, I've, I've been chasing this swatch because it wasn't available online in America. And I just thought, oh, maybe it'll be at the store. And sure enough, we got to the store and they're like, nope, it's sold out. And I'm like, <sighs> do you guys, could you open a swatch store in Wisconsin? Because <laughs> it's the only chance I'm really going to get to do this. So, yeah. Yeah, I know there wasn't really anything on Times Square that I wanted to see right. I, other than, I mean, just because I work at Foot Locker, I wanted to see that we have a flagship store there. And I thought if I saw it, I would go in, but I wasn't going out of my way to check it out. Sure. But it was it, it was a different trip because it was, I, I just want to be when I'm in New York. I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to do any of these touristy things. I'd be happy going off on a side street and sitting in a, coffee shop for a while i mean just I, I just want to be a new yorker when i'm there but i was really there for olivia so kind of whatever she wanted to do i was following along for the ride yeah and the disney store was definitely one of them yeah. they went to the m&m store later but i didn't go along yeah I, I accidentally one time uh in new york i accidentally uh sat down to eat dinner in a like a themed restaurant where like, mm -hmm. like they're they want the people in the crowd to be part of the show. Oh boy! And I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, Christ! This is the <laughs> I don't even want to do this at home. I definitely don't want to do this here. So here's your money, and I'm leaving. I'll eat somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. It was like some ridiculous. Yeah, it was like some sort of goth steampunk thing. And I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. It's I'm in the village. This will be great. The menu looks good. I walk in, and all of a sudden, I'm realizing. I'm in the middle of a shitty off-Broadway play, and you guys are all in character. Fuck, <laughs> fuck this, I'm leaving, you know. It was like, what, the Renaissance Fair or whatever that was over in Minneapolis when we were, like, you go there and, oh yeah, you, you know, there's dudes on horses when you try to eat dinner, and I'm like, yep, no, that's <laughs> not for me. But, I like, like, I've been in New York now that enough that there are things that I have to do sort of every time I go there. Like, I really like want to, like, uh, Specifically, there's a, a restaurant uh, in Union Square that I like called Republic. It's a noodle joint. Mm -hmm. and uh, Been there many times. And so I like that a lot. And uh, and then I go uh, – somebody suggested uh, Clinton Street Bakery for breakfast. 
uh, either you know kind of later in the week or on weekends. And they're like, yeah, you're gonna. It's a two hour wait, but it's worth it. And I'm like, nothing's worth two hours. But yeah, it was absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where like the it's just amazing breakfast. So yes, it, it was worth it. So yeah. And then I like I I do try every time I've gone recently. I've gone to the nine eleven memorial because I think that that's incredibly cool and powerful and you know it's one of those things we should sort of pay homage to because it's the it's the thing that happened in my lifetime it was a lot more powerful than i thought it was going to be we didn't go to the museum and i didn't really have any interest in going to it i i lived it you know i don't want to necessarily live that over again but uh yeah that was that was pretty powerful yeah i was at the newspaper when that happened i worked at the herald yeah, those Where's were. I? Yeah. No, I was at. I think I was at Foot Locker. Okay. The first time around. Yeah. But I was going through a skin graft at the time. That was my oh. first. My first skin graft was when that happened. Yeah. And I, I was home recovering, so I got to sit and watch it nonstop. Oh wow! Yeah, I was in. Uh, we all kind of got the call or the page to come in early, and the the paper was. Uh, oh God. It was, it was either a morning or an evening paper, and I don't remember which. And uh, I think it was an evening paper. And so we all had to come in early and drive around to all of the uh, newspaper boxes, the machines, mm-hmm. and pull newspapers because they were going to put out a new edition. Yep. And it was the it like it was the first time that the Daily Herald had done that since Kennedy. And I just remember being in riding around for the whole day with Malibu. She was there too. Yeah. She was there at the time. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, we drove around like at one point she, you know, we were freaked out cause we were just in the middle of it. They'd sent out, like, I think they only kept like the senior editors back in the news newsroom to start the work. And, uh, she, she dropped me off at my folks house so I could just sort of see what was going on. And I happened to get home just right at the time when, the second building fell on television. Wow. Yeah. So it was just like I got to, I was standing there with my mom and it was like, oh God, you know, and not knowing what the hell's going on. So that was a scary day. Were you, yeah, in, was. were you in the hospital or were you at home, you think? No, I was at home. Yeah. Jeez. I think I'd been out yeah. the day before. I mean, it wasn't very, it wasn't very soon after that. Yeah. You, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Cause you weren't at the paper. I assume that was the first lap at Foot Locker. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. So what else is going on? Not much. Yeah. Not much. So what about, you know, we we got together and we we had agreed before you left for, or I don't even know when we agreed to do this, but we were going to try the Spark email app. What'd you think? How long did, did you, did you keep it up the whole time? I think so until we I think until we had lunch last week. Yeah, so me too. Yeah. So the thing is I got used to it. Right? You know, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I got used to this. It now it makes sense to me, you know, but like everything else sort of the change period was just terrible. I'm like this is this is a nightmare. I hate this da 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 da, da. but eventually I've I've learned that if I can just ride that cha- that rough patch out, I I would have been okay. So I, I didn't really like how it how it separated out some of the things. It just 
that was weird for me. And then the idea of a smart inbox sort of drove me nuts, you know. But I thought the design was okay. Smart inboxes always smart inboxes always drive me nuts. They never seem very smart. It seems to be taking away a little bit of control in a way that I don't understand. Right. You know. And it never seems to, you know, change based on your usage of it. Right. Yeah. I don't. I never, I never got them. Yeah. I turned that, I turned that feature off quickly. Okay. I didn't turn, I didn't know I could turn it off. So. Yep. Okay. Well. Yep. The one thing that bothered me the most was not having the thumbprint login. Oh, okay. Having it secure. Because I've had Outlook for so long and I've had Outlook secure so that, you know, you want to access your email, you have to scan your thumb. Right. And they didn't have that initially. Spark. Okay. Yeah, I don't use the I don't use the thumbprint on my phone just because I don't trust Donald Trump. So oh. you know who the fuck knows what he's going to do with that. So I just sort of like, no, we're getting rid of that. We're going to use the super long password and you know pay for a one pat I pay for one password security service and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't use the thumb thing. But uh, so we, you know, what about the swiping? So the the swipe was weird. So like it would pin messages. Instead of just deleting them, like I never understood what pinning meant. Something important. You want to pin it to the top of your list so you can go back and revisit it. Oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't do that, so I don't. You know, either it's either it's an email that I have to do something with, or make a note of some information, or I just throw it away. You know. But I went in and changed all of that. You know, those swiping things are weird because I don't archive a lot of email. Either right. I'm going to keep it or I'm going to delete it. Yeah. Um, so I went in and changed the swipe on a lot of those, took out the pin, took out the – or added in the delete or whatever it was. I I forget now, but mark is red. Right. It's usually one of them. Yeah, it was – I just sort of left it all as the default because I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time trying to go in and customize it because – the thing with that was it would just sort of freak me out even more. I'd be like, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to like this if I, you know, if I have to customize it. This is dumb, but you know. And then, but you have to customize everything. Yeah. You got to customize it in order to really get a feel for what it is, right? Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know exactly. I just sort of I tried, you know, but uh, yeah. I missed the calendar. Right. That was the thing. I'm like. Okay, I had now I have to go back to using, you know, I have to bring in another app. I have to bring in the calendar app, which right. the nice, you know, obviously we're both talking about it, so I think we both ended up back at Outlook, right? Yep. Yeah, you know, so Yep. I like the feature within Outlook of being able to just look at those attachments in emails. Right. That's a great feature. Yeah. Cuz if I know that you attached something and I want to find that again, right. I can just go to the attachments. Yep find it much easy, much faster than I can any other way. Right, exactly. I like uh, being able to connect my Evernote account to Outlook because, like, as we've talked about before, my whole world is in Evernote. So, yeah. So I could probably do the same thing with OneNote. Right. I don't but, use it as much anymore. But, okay. But it, uh, uh, given that it's Microsoft, right. I could probably... Well, I'm sure that it... I'm, God, that, that maybe that it... Maybe that'd be the ticket that I need to finally understand OneNote, you know, because I just, it's simply beyond my understanding, so. 
Why? Why? It's Evernote. I don't, because it just looks so different than Evernote. I just can't. I just can't get there. You know, so. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. So at least, hey, at least I'm using Evernote, so that's good. So, so how's work? It's. Uh, I need to find a new job. Oh yeah. Just kidding. Anybody from Foot Locker that's listening. Yeah. None of you. Right. Exactly. None of you listen. So. No. I- there, it just it it's such, it's so backwards these days. It's just the whole company is. I don't like where they're going. Yeah. Which is awesome because I just joined the, the the firm myself. Yeah, but it's different. Right, I know. Yeah. That sort of that area is not going anywhere. Exactly. Yes. Which it's, is why I picked it. It's you know? our areas that are you know shifting all of their priorities and where their priorities are fulfilled and it just. Everything seems to be moving to Chicago as far as IT goes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not learning anything. You know, I want to learn stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I changed careers in order to learn IT, learn development, learn programming, learn all of the things that come with that. And I, I'm just, I'm not doing that now. I'm thinking of getting into project management. So I'm sort of looking for ways to build that side of my career yeah it was it was funny because i saw that footlocker is offering a position called scrum project manager yeah and i don't know what that is you know because the the job description was significantly vague enough until i then googled like scrum project manager to find out that scrum is a piece of software and a technique i'm like oh Okay, so I can't apply for that. All right, good, because you know, I no, thought it was just Scrum like rugby. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not software. It's just a methodology. Yeah. Okay. Of working, and the Scrum project manager. I'm not really sure that's a thing. Yeah. Well, it, you guys are offering. Somebody needs to get hired to do that. So there you go. See, they don't really know what they're talking about. Right. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, because. I could do that, you know, but I don't really know because I remember when I applied at Collaborative and stuff and they were asking me questions about something and I'm like, I don't know what those words mean, you know, (laughs) just simply have no idea what the, what do you think of the waterfall technique? I have no idea what that means. I think waterfalls are nice. Is that what you're looking for? No. What did you apply there? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you know, I did. You know, I applied at Collaborative. I do? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you talked with Paul, didn't you? The, yeah, sure. I don't Paul know who I talked Williams, about. right? The hiring manager? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Recruiter or whatever he yeah, was. Yeah, the recruiter guy. And then yep. uh, I did an... That's right. Yeah, and I don't know how how or why I got hooked up with him, but I did. And uh, yeah, and then I, I did the formal interview and I'm like, yep, I don't know what those words mean. You know, I, you could teach me, I suppose, but no, I don't know what they mean right now. So, yeah. But that sound that was just sounding that sounded like a brutal place to work. Collaborative. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I think it was more like a training facility, sort of. You know, they hire these folks fresh out of school right. or fresh out of career changes. You know, and they teach them some stuff and Churns, knowing they're going to move on. Right. Churn them. Churn them quickly. Exactly. I think. Yeah. So. Exactly. But hey, you know, it was it was where you got your change start, so that was kind of good. So, and I just lost out to a job to to the woman that I worked with at Collaborative. So, I never liked her. So, 
I don't know who you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> so she's out. She's on the you list. Have no idea. Right. Who I mean. Not none whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> so what's going on with you? Not much. I got a. Uh, I, I got the job like like we we're saying over there at uh, Foot Locker East Bay. I'm doing something, you know, from seven a.m. to three in the afternoon, which is nice. And uh, I start training on the eleventh on September eleventh. Um, yeah, and so for me it was. It, uh, it's, I think I'm going to take a, at least a year and, uh, just kind of enjoy that I'm not working in advocacy or too directly in politics anymore. Cause this summer I was sort of, you know, I came to the end of a project that was brutal and not fun at all for me. And, uh, and it was really hard and I was horribly underpaid and, uh, and I just sort of went and took some stock of it. And I realized that I've been essentially working in advocacy and arguing professionally, essentially for about 20 years. And I was like, that, that's a good run. I want to take a little bit of a break here. You know, like journalists tend to all end up in corporate communications for a while. And I thought I could do that, but at the same time, I don't want to do that. And I could stay in nonprofit work, but you know, I don't, there aren't any nonprofits doing any cool stuff in my opinion, oh, that's going to be horrible on a podcast, but <laughs> there aren't any nonprofits doing cool stuff around central Wisconsin that I want to be a part of anymore. And the other piece of it was every nonprofit or political campaign that I've been on in the last couple of years has sort of been this, has had this sense of internal uh, struggle, like just push back against the ideas that I was bringing to the table or literally pushing back against itself in the case of family planning. And so all I wanted was a simple enough task that would pay me enough to, to sort of keep me going and would allow me to, to be home for my niece whenever my brother needed me to pick her up. And so that was it. It was that sort of define what you care about and pursue that. And, like say what you want about Foot Locker. It seems like the department I'm going to be in seems to have it shit together. You know, yeah. like they have like the person who talked to me who seemed really competent and like there's a pre existing structure and I I will just be a cog in the wheel, which is something that I think I'm going to to try to enjoy for a year. You know? Nice. So you know, it's it's like I had, I was, I was saying this to somebody else. I'm 46 now, and uh, this summer I had that medical test where they put the camera up your butt, and uh, oh, yeah, yikes. right. And so that's one of the, and it's just you're gonna have to have it next year or the year after, too, no, buddy. I'm not gonna. Okay, well, good. Just <laughs> just put your head in the sand about your prostate. That's a good idea. But so like, you know, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, okay, let's let's try to actively turn back the clock on some of this shit. You know, let's actually, you know go to the gym on a serious basis and, you know, get in the pool on a, you know, on a daily basis and do these things and, and traveling as much as I did last year and the year before that for, on these projects isn't really conducive to that. And so I, I sort of made a choice to, to step back professionally, if you will, so that I can, you know, get a hold of some of the physical stuff in my life and, and get a hold of, you know, some of the shit that I care about, which I haven't really done for a while. Nice. Good yeah, it's it's weird to, to be 46 and to be happy. And it was like I like I was walking around the 
the department where I was going to be when they interviewed me. And I'm like, this doesn't seem bad. You know, it doesn't like I, I was there 20 years ago or something like that, literally in the same place, in the same room and stuff like that when I was much younger. And uh, and it was OK. You know, it was the the lady who interviewed me had been there since before, had been at East Bay Foot Locker since before they moved to that facility. Wow. She worked downtown at the old facility. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that people like you existed, you know? <laughs> so wow. I thought by now you'd be like the CEO of this place, but apparently not. So, <laughs> yeah. So that that's sort of what I'm up to, you know? And I got a, I got a Fitbit Ulta recently. Yeah, nice. And I and I like it. It's weird because like for Christmas, I got the Fitbit Flex too because I could swim in it, and uh, so it's sitting on my desk in front of me. And I'm like, it's always that thing where having choices sucks for me. And I'm like, but you 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 know we're gonna get to what you got in a second. But uh, you know I you you got rid of of it and I I took it off your hands and stuff. And I really like it. It's prettier. The thing is, it's prettier than my fitbit flex so that's kind of an upside and the the i mean the only downside is that i can't swim in it well you know but i can shower in it and i can you know it's splash proof as they say so oh it is yeah so you just can't swim literally the lady from from fitbit that i talked to said the only thing i can't do is swim in it so you can't get uh case or cover or something yeah. for it, it you know do that no nah, and i guess it doesn't it i suppose it doesn't really matter you know like mm-hmm. ultimately i just sort of want things on my wrist that i don't have to take off i suppose you know <laughs> but popping it off at the locker room in the y for the half an hour i'm in the pool isn't a big deal the other thing is is i can record my swim distance and time on my on the fitbit app anyway so i, I still get credit for it you know what you can swim in what is the Apple Watch too? Really, an Apple Watch, an <laughs> Apple Watch. So why would you bring that up now? Because oh, because you got one really, for your yeah, birthday. Because I, I never really wanted one, but you know, got one for a gift, and it's kind of cool. So tell me why you didn't want one. I just didn't see the need in it. Right. Okay. I mean, I've, I've got a phone. I it it vibrates. It rings. It, right. I pull it out. I look at it. Right? Yes, right. I'm with you. Seems very convenient. Yes, we are. Don't know why I need something. This. Don't need you know. If I need to make a phone call, there it is. Okay. I just pull it out. I make a phone call. Yes. Didn't didn't and, really see a need for a, all of those things on a watch. And you are a watch guy. I am a watch guy. Okay, so you own you own and wear watches, and you have, have a cell phone. So I have many watches. Yes. Right. So tell me, are you an Apple Watch convert now? I, uh, yeah, I kind of am. Yeah. I mean, it does some pretty cool things. So like, I tell- definitely pull my phone out less. Okay. From my pocket. So tell me is- one thing that it that it does that you're that you just went. Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, well, I did Alta that you talk about yep. with the. It didn't take the heartbeat. Okay. Which I think is pretty nice. Okay. So I can check my heartbeat on the phone. Um, I haven't checked my health stats on the phone itself. Okay. On the health app. So I'm not sure how connected those two are, but I'm sure it's quite a bit connected. 
Hey, did you just change something on your? Oh no. Okay, it's gone. Wait. What? Did you move something by your mic? No, I. You can't hear that. No. I hear nothing. Okay. You still hear it? Yeah, I can still hear it. Mm. I think it's on your end. It's it's dead silent here. Can you move your mic around a little bit? Now it's gone. No, now it's back. I don't know what. I heard a glass tinkling before. Now it's gone. Now it's back. Now it's gone. There it is. I, I don't I don't know. I don't hear anything. Okay. All right. Bullshit. Okay. Hold on. Let's see here. Why is the guy's always right? Even when he's wrong, he's right. Better. All right. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. Yeah. So the Apple Watch here, you know. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. So you you really like the heartbeat thing, huh? Yeah, the heartbeat's nice. I, don't, I mean, it's pretty cool to watch, but I mean, I'm not over the moon with it. Right. So when somebody texts you, it shows up on your watch? Yes. Can you text from your watch? Yes. Like somebody texts me and I get a bunch of options. Okay. Like, thanks, sure, talk later, right. be right back, hello, what's up? I mean, just little stuff like that. I can't – there's not a keyboard option. Okay. I can send an emoji. I could speak. Right. A message and it'll you know dictate okay when i speak i can and then i can scribble things so i'll do that often as i'll scribble something it'll give me a little like a little trackpad sure and i can scratch in letters okay and it'll sort of like typing wow okay so not convenient if you want to type something long but if right. you're just going to say something that's not you know already set up for you in a meeting call you later you right. know, that kind of thing um, it's convenient. And uh, let's see what else. What else can it do that's cool? Uh, I can make calls from it. That's kind of cool. That is just some George Jetson shit. I you, know, you right? I, me. Like we talked I, the other day on the phone on yep. your watch. Yeah. You know, and it sounded like I had no idea. Yeah, and I wasn't holding it up to my face either. It was just. It was. Uh, just down near my wow. near my waist, and I'm just talking away. Oh, my God. So that's pretty slick, you know. And it looks cool. Like, I, I think it's a good, like, yours is a good-looking thing because it's got the dark band. Oh, yeah, it is. You know. There's some things that I they're, they're not working correctly, like camera, for instance. If I launch the camera app, it appears that I can control the camera on my phone via my watch. Okay. But it just spins and spins, and it doesn't actually do anything. So i got to figure that sort of thing out, because that would be cool, right? Wait, you're telling me you can control the camera on your f phone from your watch? Correct. 
So I have a tripod for my camera. So yeah. I could set up the tripod. I could set up a group photo. I could launch the camera app on my watch, and I could take the picture from my watch, and the, the phone would take my picture. Can you see the picture on your watch? Probably. See, that's yeah. like some James Bond shit. You know, yeah, I like, just I've I haven't figured that part out, but I know that, I mean I, there are some of the photos that are on my phone are yeah. on my watch as well. I think that they're maybe they're just the ones stored in iCloud, and it's it's odd that the weird selection of photos that it is. So I just haven't taken the time to figure out where those photos are pulled from. But yeah, I mean I can see photos on here. I can check out Twitter. I can Trello has an app. I mean, I can, you know, I could buffer tweets if I wanted to. Wow. There's uh, Sky Guide, right? Have you ever, you ever used yes. Sky Guide? Yeah. Right. So I can get that on the phone, right? It probably listens to music. It's got Bluetooth, so I can connect it to my wireless headphones. I could listen to music out of it. Wow. It's, I mean, the thing is, only you, you've got one, and Sean Sullivan has one. And other than that, I don't really know anybody, but you were saying like everybody at, at in, sort of in your office area, they've all got them. Yeah, I know there's like 10 people there that have them. It's really weird. Yeah, you know. But it's it's one of those things where like for me, I like I have really specific requirements for my like weird, just fucked up teenage requirements for my watch. Like you know? what? So it's got to it's got to be waterproof. Like I have right. so okay. this and I and Done. I can right and I can tell you where this starts. So uh, in high school, I was a lifeguard at the Rothschild pool, mm-hmm. and we were all on swim team together. And the deal is, like the like there was the guy's name was John Redant, and he was an older guy. He was in co- he was a college graduate, and he worked at the healthcare center running running their pool there, and he was you know, like a former UW Stevens Point swimmer, and he wore a Timex Iron Man, and he would keep track of his swimming times. And, his, <laughs> and for whatever reason, like the older dude was the thing that really motivated us. And so we ended up all getting Timex Iron Man watches. And then, in the, and then in the summertime, we would have a contest. All of the guys at the pool would have a contest to see who could get the coolest Timex or get the coolest watch band tan line. That so, is weird. Yeah. Yep. So the the other thing, and I just realized this right now that I think it's important to say. So the guy lifeguards at my in, during my time at the Rothschild pool are we are all nerds, just incredible <laughs> nerds. Like one guy went went and got his doctorate in pharmacology. The other guy's the head of chemistry for Cargill. Uh, one guy's a. Uh, an electrical engineer. We were like, it wasn't Baywatch. It was like a bunch of, it was seriously, uh, first of all, it was an inherited job in two different, three different families in, in Rothschild and Schofield, all sort of fed the pools lifeguards. And it was, what's that show? Uh, the, the show is Sheldon in how Leonard. What's that show called? Big Bang. Big Bang. If those dudes were lifeguards, that's who we were. <laughs> and it was just like it was just like there wasn't anything Baywatch about us. It was we were all just nerds who were lifeguards. But anyway, <laughs> so that that's one of them. So the ability to, to, to be underwater. 
And the because the thing is, the last thing I want to do is take my watch off to because I'll lose my watch tan line and then I'll lose the contest. Apparently, I'm still having with my 15 year old self. Apparently, you know, apparently. And uh, so so that's one of them. I want it to have the date and time on the face all the time. So I know what the date is and the time every time I look at it. Yep. It can do that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yep. That's yeah. the top line. Yeah. yeah. Date and time. Yeah. And so then. My face right now is date, time, and then there's the weather. Yeah. And then I have three icons for heart rate, activity, and phone. Wow. I have to be able to see it in bed. Yep. You can do that? Anytime you move your wrist, it pops in into view. Wow. And it also has an alarm clock feature. So when it's when it's charging and it's on its side, okay. it will always have the time right there for you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See it. So and then the final thing is it has to be, it has to be durable enough for punk rock shows. And the, so I'm pretty sure that is right. And so the the deal with that is I'm 46 now, and I I haven't been in the pit of a show in at least 10 years. So that's an unreal that's an unrealistic thing that's left over but you know it is the other thing yes, is the, that that's the unrealistic yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the unrealistic not the, thing. Not the tan line. No, the tan lines the I might run rock, into you don't the know. Punk rock show. I might run into Cam Los or I might run you know Cam, I might run into him. He, I hope I don't run into right, him. Right, he might show up. I feel like that would be a bad thing. Steve Marshall, Jim Frame, Joel Ambord, these dudes might show up again and I I I can't not represent like I'm literally I just took my watch off now. I still have a good tan line, you know. Like, I'm good. Funny. So, yeah, and the, like the and the other thing, and this is where it loses a little bit, is I don't want to spend more than like a hundred dollars on a watch. Yeah, you're not going to get close. Right. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, though, like all the other shit that you've described that it can do, just I I can see an argument for that. I really like. I think it might turn into this year's Christmas gift. You know, so. Yeah, and then there's the, you know, then there's the, so the things that I like is that I control con, control the phone, essentially, with the watch. Yeah. So I use my phone, of course, as a, an alarm clock, right? So when my alarm clock goes off, my wrist goes off. Wow. So I, I can snooze the phone alarm clock on my wrist, or I can turn it off entirely from my wrist, which is pretty slick. Wow. Yeah. I can set a, I can set a passcode on it. I don't know why I would need to do that. Right. Yeah. But you you know you never know. The one thing that drives me nuts though is they have what's called complications. Okay. okay. Complications, and complications, from what I understand, are just apps that appear on your phone. Okay. I don't get why they call them complications, but. Whatever. Yeah. Apple does, Apple does what they want. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, it sounds like it's a great, you know, like it sound and it's on, it's on the second series now, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been. I mean, it's it's cool. It's yeah. a good. You know, it's a nice looking watch. I can get. I'm getting my heart rate right now. Let me just share with. Sure. With the listeners, three minutes ago, my heart rate was uh, 88 BPM. Right now, it's 89. So. I'm I'm doing well. Siri, I can get Siri. She doesn't talk to me. I don't think on okay. here. 
Um, but she'll answer my questions. So wow, it's nice. That's cool. I hey I look. It's a you you made it like Sean and you both make a compelling case for him. You know, you know. So I I, I think it's it, they're fascinating. Like the just as like we were going to lunch that day last week, and uh, Samsung that day apparently launched a new watch, and it was mm-hmm. and it was like specifically targeted. Like the big hook of the the marketing appeared to be swimming. And I'm like. Well, okay, now I'll pay attention to that, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm probably not ever going to stray from the Apple universe as far as my phone goes. So I don't know that, uh, you know, I don't know that I would be tempted by a Android wearable, you know, so. The best thing that we didn't talk about yet that I think that I haven't used yet is Wonderlist. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I played around with it a little bit, and I haven't actually created a list yet okay. as far as a shopping list goes. But I always create lists on my phone. Right. Got to go to the grocery store. Got to go to Target. Got to yeah. do whatever you have to do. You put your list on your phone. You carry that with you. Yeah. I don't have to walk around trying to push a cart with a phone in my hand anymore. Right? Yeah. Now I can just uh, open the watch. And I, I love me some wonder list. Checked the check boxes, right. picked up the picked up the salary, picked up the chips, picked up the you know, that's going to be nice. And and the thing that like the the interesting thing because we were just talking about email, you know, with Wonderlist getting bought by the big giant company, I I always wonder how long they have until they're gone, you know, until like that stuff gets rolled into Outlook. Well, their their to do app didn't really do no. anything. Oh so. my god! I mean. I try. I really wanted to like that. I was like, "This is it." Here we, and it's rare that you just go Microsoft missed completely. I mean, it was it was a dog shit app. I mean, and it's rare for me to say that, but that was just bad, you know. And it was funny because they own Wonderlist. Like, they couldn't have just asked those dudes, like, "What do you think?" And I would imagine they would go, "Like, no, 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 that's not what you want to do." So, yeah, so. Seems like a lot of the big companies do that, though. You know, Apple buys Map service, yeah, and then right. they launch their shit app, and yeah. all of a sudden they, you know, they make a change in the next update, and all of a sudden, you know, Apple Maps is something to be reckoned with. Ways, I love ways. Right. I, I'm a like I'm a Google Maps person. Like I spent the last two years on the road, so I I just got to I got to the point where I'm comfortable with Google Maps, especially on the interstate highways, you know, like, I'm like that, that works. So, yeah. Yeah. I use ways now just in the city. Do you really? I think I, yeah, well, my brother-in-law and sister used it in New York, which made a lot more sense because, you know, they, there's a lot more traffic there, a lot more traveling. And, uh, yeah, they always used ways and just seemed like a very straightforward, easy to use app. And, I started using it here for some things. Like, there's a lot of construction around Olivia's right. school. Um, so the, the couple of times we went to her school, I launched ways, and they ended up sending me down some different path, faster path, in order to get there because there was all this construction in the way. So, yeah, I, I, I've never used like I've never used I've I, I think Waze is on my phone, and I just sort of haven't used it. I used. Uh, 
Google Maps or Apple Maps in Chicago um, just because it had really good integration with uh, the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just sort of was like, well, okay, this is really good here. And uh, but like in New York, there are like there's specific New York subway maps on that. There's like an official app for your phone. And so I'm like, well, that that's what I want. That's what I use when I ride the subway in New York. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's cool. So uh, I think that's about it. I think we've been going for about an hour, man. You got I mean, like because we always do them just consistently we never we never miss an opportunity for endorsements no we never have haven't missed an opportunity would you happen to have any for us uh i'm going to endorse uh wave ways ways and the apple watch too okay all right good for you (laughs) i'm i'm gonna uh i'm actually gonna endorse um the new public enemy record what? Yeah, I liked it. There's a new record? Yes. Where the hell have I been? It's not on Spotify. No, probably not. No. But it was Damn. it was free on Bandcamp for a little while. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, let me What the hell is it called? I think it's called In the Desert or Always in the Desert. And it's yeah. good, huh? It's good enough. <laughs> there, there you go. There's the public enemy right. of the current day. Yeah, it's called "Nothing Is Quick in the Desert." Yeah, just put an album name out that's normal. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Right. It's the problem is that like like a lot of bands, they, you know, they made it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. So it's really they, hard. It's really hard to top that record. And pretty much they can do whatever they want from this yeah, point on. Right, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy all the records. I'm gonna I'm gonna own all the records, you know. Like I wanna hear some more Prophets of Rage music. That's oh, what I want to hear. Yeah. Did you see that Flavor is suing Chuck? Are you serious? Yeah, he's suing Chuck over uh so, oh, it's obviously over some money that he what he doesn't feel he's been paid. Oh brother. So it's like, you know, I don't know who I'm gonna believe in this argument, but probably Chuck. You know, because you are Flavor Flav, and at one point you married Bridget Nielsen. You know, I need more money for crack. Right, exactly. <laughs> Look at me. I'm gonna sue the person that got me here. Yeah, I'm a human raisin. So I heard a comedian call him a human raisin once. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's you know, anytime Public Enemy puts out a new record, I'm gonna get it because it's they make they put out you know, uh, what was their first record called? My Uzi Yo, Yo, Yo Bum, Bum Rush, Rush the show, the show, which I own on tape, um, that I still have on tape, and I'll never get rid of that tape. And uh, and then it takes a nation of millions, and uh, yeah, so much good stuff. They're they're such an influential band for me. So fear of a black oh, planet. Oh yeah, but and I uh, think they just went downhill from there. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. They brought the guy from EPMD in the band. You know. Griff started attacking Jews in the media and, you know, just yep. went, okay, we're all just fucking crazy now. Let's stop watching this shit, you know. But, yep. uh, what's, hey, what's the, um, Tribe Called Quest song you like? We the People. Yeah. And if, if you're listening to the show, to, to the podcast, that's the song that we started the podcast with. And that's the song that's coming up next. Yep. Nice. All right, buddy. That's all I got. All right. Later. All right. Talk to you later. 
don't believe you Cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you You ain't a killing off good young nigga move When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food The ramen noodle This simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable, the pull of juju The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that She gon' take the brain away the plane, she spit on that The doors and signs with it, don't try to rhyme with it VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with Guilty pleasures take the edge off reality and for a salary I probably do that just sporadically The OG Gucci boots are smitten with iguanas The IRS piranhas see a nigga getting common Niggas in the hood living in a fishbowl Gentrify here, now it's not a shithole Trendsetter, I know my shit's cold And set up it because I ain't so over there All you black folks, you must go Fucking block, Babylon blood clot. You upon your head, Todd.